Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and we are going there today. We are going to that place to talk about things that can make people feel kind of vulnerable, can make me feel kind of vulnerable. But we are doing it because it is an important thing to do. And first, I'll tell you what prompted it. I was feeling uncomfortable about where my body is at in pregnancy, but also in a twin pregnancy after two singleton pregnancies. So I was pregnant in 2019 and 2020, 2021 and 2022. And, you know, they've all been close together. And of course, I've gained weight in all my pregnancies. And I said this before, but I always thought, I always heard that when you breastfeed, the weight falls off. And and I now know that while that is absolutely true for some people, there are other people whose body tends to resist weight loss until after they're breastfeeding. And all that to say, I was feeling like I've worked so hard in my life to lose a tremendous amount of weight and get to a place where I felt really good about not just my body, but my fitness And while having a family is incredibly important to me, it's also tough to see weight gain, to see loss of muscle mass, and all of these things that are normal, absolutely normal. It's still hard. And so I want to talk today about what happens when you feel like you've lost ground or you feel like you've gone backwards. And I actually don't think that it's really backwards, but it can certainly feel that way. And this is not just a conversation about weight. This is something that you can experience if you built a business and maybe after COVID, you feel like you've lost some ground or you got to a really great place with your fitness and then you experienced an injury or an illness and you feel like you've gone backwards. You feel like maybe you're back at the beginning, or you've lost so much ground. But the reason that I don't think it's a move backwards is because even if you've lost ground in terms of results, you're not as fit as you were, you're not as strong as you were, you're not as lean as you were, you're not making as much money as you were, you're not going backwards because the place you're at now, you have so much more experience and so many more tools than you had when you started. 
And guys, this isn't even just a place for me with my weight. It's also a place with my business, largely because I took a ton of time off after Dagny died. And then I took time off after Roman was born. And working has been very different (laughs) since Roman was born than before. You know, I was somebody for years who worked seven days a week, started every day at 4.30 in the morning, even Sundays, even holidays. And being a full-time stay-at-home mom, it's a great day if I work three hours or four hours in a day. And there are a lot of days that I might work 20 minutes max or an hour max or not at all. And so my business has changed as a result of those things. And I want to first acknowledge that it can feel really frustrating, scary, defeating. There can be shame, resentment, disappointment in yourself. But the reason that we're having this conversation today is because I want to talk about what do we do? How do we respond? How can we choose progress, even if it looks the same? Because I mentioned a couple minutes ago that I, I don't think you're ever back at the beginning because you have more experience and more tools than you had before. Even if you can't use all the same tools or you can't use them in the same way. For me, feeling like my business is not as strong, it certainly doesn't generate as much revenue as it did before my first child was born. Just because I have tools, because I've done it before and I've built before, doesn't mean I can use all of those tools, but that's not necessarily a problem. I'm not at a point in my life where I can do things to fortify my business, to grow my business in the same way that I did them before having kids. Just like Yes, I have all of this experience and all of these tools and resources from having lost 130 pounds. I can't do things now the way I could do them when I didn't have kids, when I was much, much, much more independent, maybe to a fault. I didn't really have anybody else to to consider as I made my decisions. Or at least I guess I should say I wasn't really considering anyone else as I made my decisions. I won't, can't do things now with weight or with business the way that I did, but the experience and the tools are still extremely valuable because we can modify, we can adjust to fit the new circumstances that we're in. Maybe if you're somebody who got to a certain place in your health or your fitness and then you experienced an injury or a setback, well, recovering from that injury or that illness might mean that you can't do things the same way that you did before to get where you were, but the experience and the tools are still super valuable. Still super valuable. In fact, I was saying to a friend of mine, a friend who happens to be a personal trainer who had twins, that 
one of my goals in this pregnancy was to maintain as much muscle mass as possible because I know I lost a lot during my pregnancies with Dagny and Roman and also in my recoveries from C-sections with them. And yet, being pregnant with twins, things like squatting, lunging, things that are really great for lower body muscle maintenance feel very uncomfortable right now. I'm not injured, but just the the reality of carrying twins, it it hurts or it's uncomfortable or it just doesn't feel like it's what my body needs to be doing right now. And so one of the things I learned along the way the last time was use resources. Ask people. If you run into one thing you can't do, don't sit and pout about it. Reach out. And so she was saying that I I walk very comfortably. It's not something at this point in pregnancy that's uncomfortable. And I really like doing incline walking or hills and things. And she was saying, strap on a couple of ankle weights. Sure, you're already carrying extra weight, which helps with the muscle maintenance. But put on a couple of two-pound ankle weights. It makes a really big difference. Or even putting Roman, my one-year-old, in a backpack and doing it that way. Just because I can't do it the way I've done it before doesn't mean that the experience from before isn't valuable, isn't informative. When I lost weight before, I wasn't feeding kids. I could go to bed early. <laughs> you know, I could go to the gym pretty much any time. I mean, sure, I had a full-time job, but I could go early. I could go late. I don't have that kind of flexibility. But there are mental and emotional lessons that I learned then that I can use. The biggest thing that I want to say about this with regards to a tool for when you're in a time of feeling like I had made progress and I've undone my progress, the biggest thing is do not wait to start. Do not wait until you've healed from your injury. Find things that you can do safely while you're healing. I was talking to my husband, Chris, about this the other day because I was feeling like I was going to be back at square one after the twins are born but also in a situation where very likely recovering from another C-section, breastfeeding around the clock, not getting much sleep, trying to balance Roman. And in that moment, it felt super overwhelming, the idea of also trying to prioritize my health and also prioritize feeling really good about my body and in my body along the way, it felt like a lot of pressure. And then I was like, why am I trying to solve for that future point in time when I can start now? And that does not mean that while super pregnant with twins, my goal is weight loss. But I had to get very honest with myself. And that's that's a superpower, being willing to be very honest with yourself about the fact that 
in these couple of months between now and when the twins come, I can either make choices that move me further from my goal or that set me back and give me more work to do after they're born, or I can absolutely be getting healthier and stronger and reinforcing solid habits. It's not like I have to wait. You don't have to wait until whatever circumstance you're in resolves itself. There's something you can do now. I can make choices today such that I wake up healthier tomorrow. And every single day that I'm pregnant, that I'm recovering from this pregnancy, I can bring myself closer to my goals or bring myself further from my goals. And that's a really, as, as obvious as it seems, as I say it, I'm like, of course, it sounds so obvious. And yet, for a while there, I was just thinking that like, the work begins after they're done, after they're born. And I know, logically, that that's not real and that's true, but how often do we just keep making decisions that move us further from the goal and further from the goal and further from the goal while also feeling overwhelmed that we're far from the goal? Do not wait. You might not be able to do everything today. I can't do everything today. You know, I can't work eight-hour days every single day, but I can absolutely do some things that move the needle. I'm not going to lose weight right now at this point in my pregnancy, but I can still get healthier every day, meaning I can reinforce great eating habits. I can be as active as possible, even if that means making time to swim, If I feel like walking is getting uncomfortable or lifting is getting uncomfortable, there's so many things that we can do. Not using the time before you want to do everything a certain way to justify things that move you further away. It doesn't have to be like that. The other thing that I think is critical is know the barrier that stands between you and what you're trying to get back to or closer to. Know the bottleneck or the limitation. Because it's very easy to focus on, oh, I need to do more of this and I need to do more of that. But what is the, the barrier that you keep running into? Is it that you're not using your time well? Is it that you're overthinking and spending so much time planning and learning instead of executing? What is your barrier? What is your bottleneck? Is it overindulgence? And the story that goes along with that, focus on what is the barrier or the bottleneck for you just for today. You don't have to figure it out for tomorrow or next week or the next three months or all summer long. Figure it out for today. What can I do to overcome that barrier, to resist that bottleneck just for today? A lot of times for me, it is time management when it comes to business, and it's overindulgence when it comes to food. So what does it look like today to use my time well? What does it look like today to just say not right now to the indulgences? Am I willing and able to do that for one day? And I'll tell you that especially in pregnancy as it relates to food, a big part of it for me is making sure that I'm eating things that I look forward to and that I really enjoy, and that I'm not just going with what's healthy but not 
not satisfying. So that could be the difference between, yeah, okay, like chicken thighs and broccoli for dinner are fine. I don't dislike it, but I also don't like look forward to it. What I look forward to is something like a salad with lots of vegetables from my garden that includes maybe a nectarine chopped up in there and some avocado and some goat cheese in there. That is something that I can't wait to enjoy for lunch. When I have my day full of those kinds of things, I'm not as drawn to, oh, I really love some ice cream today. What is the barrier of the bottleneck for you? That might not be it for you. Overindulgence might not be it for you. It might be something altogether different. What I know about losing ground or the sense that you've gone backwards in some way is that often the shame itself can keep you out of action because you don't want to face it and you ignore it. So you operate on autopilot that just moves you further from where you want to be. Be really honest with yourself and be really honest with other people. One of the keys is asking for help. It was so uncomfortable for me to have this conversation with my own husband and say, this is how I'm feeling. And I understand that I've put my body through a lot and and weight gain is to be expected. I understand that that's normal and yet I'm still feeling kind of crappy about it. And I'm still feeling a little bit of doubt in what's to come and my ability to get back to this great place with so many things on on my plate, with so many things that have happened, with the demands on my time. And I was really uncomfortable being that open and that vulnerable because the shame is there. And there's still for me a general discomfort in in talking about it, especially with my husband, which maybe for some of you guys, that's the easiest person to talk to. But we don't talk about my weight like ever. It's just never really been a thing. So it feels very uh, vulnerable to talk about. But it also opens up the door for us together to talk about solutions, but also it opens up the door for me to think about solutions and what can I do differently. And it was through that conversation, which is a way of indirectly asking for help, through that conversation, I was able to see, well, there are things I can do now. I don't need to wait. And there are things that I can put into place after the twins are born to make it easier for me. And there are things that I can remove that would, if in in place, make it tougher on me. Ask for help. Do not hide in shame. There's nothing to be ashamed of here because this is actually part of the journey. Success is not linear for anything. It's not linear for a company. It's not linear for financial improvement. It's not linear for health or weight loss or fitness. You might have expected it to be linear, that it would be improving, 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 and never a a regression, but that's just not, that's just not reality. Don't go it alone. Hire a coach, go through a program, join a mastermind, enlist your friends, talk to your family, or all of the above. Do whatever it takes, but do not isolate or hide from it. This isn't a failure. This isn't a failure. But when you hide and you feel that shame, you can convince yourself it is to the extent that you resist taking action because of the weight of the shame and the resentment. Own it. 
own it as part of the journey. This is not only as valuable part of my journey as anything else, it might be more valuable because I could have another kid and go through this again. God willing, that'll be true for us. There could be another business setback for any number of reasons. Or if I start a different business, this is just another chapter, not a lesser chapter, not a chapter about failure at all. It's part of the journey. And you know what? You might know somebody who this isn't part of their journey and their success has been pretty linear to this point. That doesn't mean that that's what yours should look like. It's not a failure. It's not a setback. Whether it was within your control or outside of your control or partially in your control, look, I could have gained less weight in my pregnancies with Dagny and Roman for sure. But that doesn't make it a failure at all. But if we act like that, if we think like that, we're going to be more resistant to taking action and staying consistent in that action because of the negative emotions. And here's the deal. I'm not saying you have to be happy about where you're at. You have to love it and embrace it and see it as valuable. You, you really don't. But you also don't have to lose energy and time to drama, to judgment of yourself, to judgment of your past choices, because it's not going to help. It's going to zap your energy, and it's probably not going to make you any more likely to take action, take consistent action. So practice being objective. I am where I am today. I don't have to like it, love it. I don't have to hate it. It just is where I am. And I have countless options to make an improvement and be in a better place when I wake up tomorrow than I was when I woke up today. What would it look like? What would I have to do today for me to wake up tomorrow being in a slightly better place? What would that look like? I don't have to do a 180 today, but what are a couple small steps I could take today so that I'm actually a little bit closer tomorrow, even if it's the tiniest, tiniest bit that can hardly be measured. Don't wait. Don't put it off. There's always going to be a reason to put it off. Oh, when the kids go back to school or any number of other stories. When I get through this season at work, that's one I hear a lot. Don't wait. If it's something you want to do, if it's something that's important to you, then today is the day. And I was so glad to come to this realization that like, yep, I'm going to gain weight in this twin pregnancy. And yep, it's probably going to be more weight than I gained with singleton pregnancies. And I can still be getting healthier every day along the way. Even with weight loss, I can still be getting healthier every day along the way in one way, shape or form. It's absolutely possible and it doesn't matter what's happened before, and it doesn't matter what's to come. It doesn't matter how long it takes me after they're born to get to a place where I feel really great about my body. It's not a rush. I don't believe in bouncing back. I don't think that's a thing. I mean, sure, people lose weight really quickly, but, that, but that's, that's not a bounce back. That's, that's just not how it works. All I have to focus on is today. All you have to focus on is on today. But don't let the drama, the judgment, the shame, the regret, don't let that be a distraction. You don't have to love it, but you can just be objective. It is where it is. And I can put myself in a position where when I wake up tomorrow, I'm in a slightly better place than I was when I woke up today. 
And look, if you've got questions about this, if you want to have a, an extended conversation about it, a follow-up, let me know where you're at. Let me know what's holding you back from getting into action. Let me know how you feel about this. And we can certainly have another conversation because this is, this is going to be an ongoing thing for me. And it's not a failure. It's just a chapter. Because success is never going to be linear all the way from the beginning to the end. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.